You've literally found like the worst places to visit in America. America's vast and interesting and there's land and mountain ranges and Grand Canyon. I'd go to the Ark Encounter. I think the Holy Land thing, I think, would bore me. Ark you, man. No, no, but the, yeah. the Ark Encounter, I think that would be, that would be a lot of fun. I would take my picture okay. with exhibits that demonstrated the coexistence of man and dinosaurs. Oh, I would that was want, so beautiful. I would want my picture taken next to that. I would yeah. go to that. And apparently it's got unicorns. I think it's, the rosé is It's got unicorns. Flowing. It's got unicorns as well. This is the Mid-East Peace Podcast. I am your host, Molly Livingstone, here in Jerusalem, Israel, if I can say that. And on the other side of the pond, we have Alex Giles in London, England, if I can say that. <laughs> you can say that. Good evening, Molly. What other Jerusalems are there apart from the one in Israel? I mean, I know there must be loads in Texas. You are something. joking. No, no. You I mean, are... Like, if I say I'm in Jerusalem. I don't know. Jerusalem, Palestine, you know. Oh, God, I God, you are see. so extreme oh, to... right wing. Oh, oh, God, you had to go there. I thought you were going to say, you know, Jerusalem, Louisiana, for I mean, example. also, yeah, there's so many Bethlehems. Mm-hmm, I think there's mm-hmm. like Hebrons. Yeah, they just throw them out there. They're like, hey, Jesus was in this one. Let's put him over I, here in I, Tennessee. I'm going to say this now. I bet you that there is a Jerusalem in every state in America. Damn, son. What are you mm. betting me? Is that the alcohol speaking? Yes, well, as it's an evening session, I am, as I've really <laughs> pointed out to you, I am drinking. I'm drinking rosé wine, or as my girlfriend calls it, fairy piss. Which is like a step probably down from your Christmas cake. Yeah, it's not as alcoholic as the Christmas cake, but it's it's pretty good stuff. Oh, that's not what I meant. Oh, no, I meant like first he's eating. Yeah. I'll tell you, here in England, just for those who aren't in England, springtime <laughs> is marked by when rosé is allowed to be drunk, basically. Wow. Yeah. Okay, because you can't count on the skies clearing up there. No, so you it's just the only to... way that we know that it's spring moving into summer is when it's okay. What's interesting is as a people, we know it instinctively. It's not something that sort of arrives suddenly in the supermarkets. It's not like, you know, Easter eggs or you know, there's a particular time for it. It's always available, but we don't drink it until as a collective group, we realise it's time for rosé. And then suddenly that's what we're all drinking. It's a fact. It's a wonder you guys ever had so much power. I know. Isn't well, it? I uh, mean, to be it fair, when, when, when we had power, rosé wine was not the drink of choice. <laughs> I always thought you guys were, you know, with the spot of tea. No, but here well, you are. it was port and brandy and possibly mm. whiskey were the drinks of choice when we were ruling the world, not rosé or blush. No, no, which explains everything. But to go back to my point, my bet... Oh, for, there was a point. Yeah, no, no, no my, the bet, the bet, which our, our listeners can join in on, I think I'm going to be true, is that there is a Jerusalem in every state in America. It's the kind of name that you guarantee it as they were making their way westwards, you know, Shooting the natives. Killing the Native Americans. There would have been, you know, hardcore Christians there and you would have seen a Jerusalem stuck everywhere. So we can go onto Google later or someone can do it for us. But I reckon... Oh my gosh, you have to do it right now. What, what are you talking about? No, we'll You're going to go on. We'll start clicking on... I'll tell you what, you talk about what you yeah, want to Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. As I'm talking to you, I will click on my computer now and I'll see whether or not I am correct. Right, that was my whole plan. And just because you said it out loud didn't mean that I didn't make you do it. 
I want to be... How many Jerusalems are there, says Google search? Hang on, everybody. You're going to get like... I'm sure Facebook is taking all this information and you're going to have all these crazy pop-ups for like, Jerusalem, California. Jerusalem, South Carolina. Like, it's going to happen. Well, of course, first of all, uh, how many times has Jerusalem been destroyed? Hmm, questions. Uh, anyway, moving on. Like... You talk about what you'll talk about while I try to deep so, dive into Google and find out how many there are. Oh, Jerusalem's I feel like the rosé is taking over. I can hear the typing just lightly yeah, pissy fingers. Yeah. Well, let me tell you. Actually, I was going to say that I had a recent trip to Florida and I Ubered a lot. Now, Uber doesn't happen in Israel. They have stupid socialist rules and the taxi drivers keep Uber and, you know, other shared rides out for now. Yeah, yeah. And it's quite the experience. Now, first of all, what I did not realize is not only do you get to rate the drivers, but they will rate you. So, again, I apologize to my friend that I screwed her rating up. I didn't know. That is the worst thing you can do. You actually gave someone a bad rating. I didn't know you can't fart in a car. Whose rules are those? No, that's not why. That is... I'm so sorry. Why? Why? Why did you give her a bad rating? Um, I just got confused where I was supposed to be waiting and then the Uber left and then her rating went down like, I don't know, like a tenth of a point. But this is how Americans, we got to freak out about the little things and let the big things, you know, the Middle East deal with. But it was a very interesting experience because actually... Although we don't have Uber in Israel, I found that Israel was in Uber, meaning the drivers were like Israeli taxi drivers that they need to like talk to you. They don't stop talking. (laughs) They get really into your business. You get into theirs. They were like showing me Facebook pictures. They were telling me about their friend's cousin who was a soldier in the US and had spent time in Afghanistan and lost a leg, who then came back and (laughs) lost his (laughs) wife. I mean, do you hear what I'm saying? I'm There was a man, well, he had flags all over his car. So I mentioned, sir, you are certainly very patriotic. And he said, yet served in the army. Now I'm a vet and this is what I'm doing. Love my life. And then he like went on to explain just even after, you have to understand, I was out of the car and he was still talking to me. Like the show's over. He was chasing you down the road. Pretty much with his own car. But it was also very nice. Now, what's interesting is, obviously, I will tell them where I'm from, see what kind of reaction mm-hmm. I'm going to get, being from Israel. Everyone was fine with it. They just thought of Israel as, why would you go there unless you were interested in seeing something ancient and religious? So I felt like it was like mm-hmm. my job to explain the other half, that startup nation, really attractive people, very delicious food, all those kinds of things. I felt You know, I had to represent. And then we would, of course, get into gun laws. Being in Florida, the horrible um, recent one of shootings, you know, Mm -hmm. at a school. So it was very interesting to hear people pro or against guns, mostly pro. But I was in Florida, so I I don't know if that that had a role. Speaking about being in Florida, is there a Jerusalem in Florida? Is there a Jerusalem in Florida, Molly? Yes. Well, yes and no. Because as we've been talking, I have Googled this, and Google is a, is a place of wonders. And I have discovered the Holy Land experience. 
Now, we're doing a bit of a podcast on the fly here because this is not what we were going to talk about. But have you seen the Holy Land experience in Orlando? And you've just been in Orlando. I am disappointed, Molly, that you did not go. I mean, I feel like my Uber was a Uberland experience. It was it was something of the sort. Well, the Holy Land experience is a living biblical museum and park. Brings the world of the Bible to life. Just so you know. Now, the experience... I do that every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do I have to do that in Florida? There are exhibits such as the Church of All Nations the scriptorium, the wilderness <laughs> tabernacle, smile of a child, which seems to be a climbing wall, which I'm not sure how biblical that is. There is a Jerusalem... Yeah, that's actually the uh, Catholic priest. Oh, I see <laughs> you did there. There's a Jerusalem model AD 66, and there is a great temple. Now, you can also enjoy live shows at the Holy Land Experience. There is... Ro- well, that's really just so heartwarming, It is, it, it is. You can have the Roman soldier training camp, which sounds pretty cool. Mm, that's the strip club. Yeah, yep, yeah. Adults you can see the story of Mary Magdalene. Oh, well, we or, all know how that ends. we could yeah. watch God With Us Redeeming Love, which is a live stage production, beginning with the story of Peter meeting a young believer named Sarah in Rome. Or we could, no. No, no. Lazarus's house. No, oh, no, I'm sorry. No, there's, there's more. more. There's Lazarus's house where we can visit Lazarus' home and meet his beloved sisters. Uh, beloved sisters. God Uh-oh, with us. Rosé is getting to you. It is. I'm only on the first class. God with us, eternal hope. Google or giggle. God with yeah. us, unwaving courage. And God with us, unfailing grace. And uh, yeah, that's what you can get. Now, this does lead me on to an interesting story that I did pick up the other day. Now, you may also know there is a, an, an ARC museum in America. Did you know this? No. Why would I know that? Why would anyone know that? I don't know. I mean, living in Jerusalem, these are the kind of things you must pick up. So there is a thing called... Ark Museum? Yeah, in Kentucky. The Ark Encounter. You know, I heard about like this? sounds like a swear word when you say no, it. No, no, no. Nope. So he built this chap a full-size replica of Noah's Ark, as described in that Bible thing. And it's designed by this creationist organisation. So there's a creation museum. This is the museum, by the way, that has all of the exhibits where it's got dinosaurs and people together. Because that's how <laughs> they can get around it. It's like a sort of Madame Tussauds thing where you go around it and it's got people riding dinosaurs. I shit you not. However, it was in... That the sounds new- way better than the Holy Land experience. I know, yeah, but it's in Kentucky, you know. But what's interesting is that there was an article, I think just the other day, which I picked up on, is that he's having trouble finding enough creationists to staff it. Because the only people he'll employ are creationist Christians. You've got to buy into mm. this idea. Even if you're just on the hot dog van... You've got to be all okay with the idea that dinosaurs and people were running around together. And funny enough, there aren't that many people that are okay with that. So there you go. So you've got to sign a statement of faith as a condition of employment. And that got picked up and there was big issues about that. But anyway, where were we? You've literally found like the worst places to visit in America. America's vast and interesting and there's land and mountain ranges and grand canyon i'd go to the ark encounter i think the holy land thing i think would bore me ark you man no no but the, yeah. the ark encounter i think that would be that would be a lot of fun i would take my picture okay. with exhibits that demonstrated the coexistence of man and dinosaurs oh I would that was want, so beautiful i would want my picture taken next to that i would yeah. go to that and apparently it's got unicorns. I think the rosé is It's got unicorns. Flowing. It's got unicorns as well. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Confirmed. Yeah. Anyway, back to what you wanted to talk well, about. Well, all of that was really nice, but you can have the real experience by just really coming to the Middle East. And here, I'm going to bring it to you. So I didn't actually know this, although 
Egypt had elections. And maybe I didn't know because it's like every other election in any Middle East country except for Israel where, surprise, the dictator won. (laughs) 97%. It's a good score. That's CC for you. Now, here's what's crazy. No one really ran against him because they got arrested if they did. He only I had one recall, other person run and, against and him that, who was a yeah, supporter of yes, his. Yes, he had just been, got yeah, like 3%. Yeah, that's it. And they gave him 3%. And he, they, they brought this guy in at the last moment just so there'd be opposition. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. why mess around? If you're going to run okay. a country, particularly like Egypt, where you've got a long history of pharaohs. Yeah. Wait, and they also like... They forced people to vote, which is nice, Mm -hmm. but like they forced you to vote for the one person that was really running or you're in trouble. In America, you know, if more people had gone out to vote, we may not have Trump as a president over there. And same is true here in Israel, where we are the only democracy in the Middle East. It is hard to get people to vote. You get a day off for it, which I think definitely encourages. But I think people become very disenchanted with the whole system. You vote for this guy. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. You get all these parties who form a coalition. Yes. So here they force them to vote. And 97% for CC, his second term, four-year term. And by the way, fun fact, CC, ISIS backwards. Do you like that? Whoa. Now, I am going to turn my attention once again to Saudi Arabia in my love affair with... I used to be you that I used to always say you had a bromance with the prince, Momo over there, Mohammed, but truth be told... He won't drink rosé with me, so it's off. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. But the guy is killing it, man, and not in the normal way of the Middle East killing it. I'm saying it as there was Arab Fashion Week, Arab Fashion Week for the first time in Saudi Arabia, women only... Women only. Mm-hmm. And of course, the women came in their fashionable, you know, black sheets and watched women parade themselves in actual clothing that they could only wear to parties that are only for women. Mm-hmm. And some of the women got bored because they had to wait after the party to have a male escort take them home. <laughs> I can't. You can't make this up, Alex. Come on. Yeah. It's but too I mean, much. Yeah, but who wants all that hassle of, you know, driving by yourself? It's amazing. They're also talking about making movies in Saudi Arabia. Not only having movie theaters, actually starting to make movies. Uh, Yeah, I'd watch those. Because really, at the moment, most of the stuff that comes out of the Middle East is bad (laughs) Egyptian soap operas, isn't it? Basically, that's what, you know. Right. There is that. We have telenovela here. The kids learn Spanish because they watch bad South American, I guess, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or Mexican. I don't know. Yeah, Spanish and Mexican. They're all the same yeah. to me, okay. right? So, racist, well, I'd yeah. watch the first Saudi Arabian shows. I'd get on board with that. i got some stories to tell. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. Now, listen, if you were to go to the fashion city, mm-hmm. look, this was a really big push from Princess Noura, who's the head of the fashion committee. <laughs> I can't. Fashion, I'm sorry, Arab Fashion Council. Now, which princess is she? There are so, there are so many princesses. She's an important princess, I'm guessing, because like, everyone's a princess. She's the one from the latest Disney movie. Uh... No, she's a real person. Anyways, they basically wanted to have this fashion city mm-hmm. and just simply reminded everybody that, of course, alcohol is banned and so is homosexual activity. And other than that, enjoy the show. <laughs> sorry, just to clarify, they had to... 
confirm that the gay stuff was banned? Was that because they assumed that everyone in fashion was gay? Did they, like, make extra announcement? I mean, that must be a bit of a buzzkill. By the way, everyone, welcome to Fashion Week. No gays, no alcohol, which... Right. Most fashion weeks, I will say, in the rest of the world, as far as I'm aware from my limited experience, very limited experience, alcohol and, and you know, a bit of light gayness is a pretty much sort of a de facto position for it all. Right. It's like rosé in springtime. It's like rosé in springtime here in London. So I don't understand. But okay. And then I'm going to bring it back. We're going to wrap things up here already. But I wanted to actually say swinging over to the other side of the world, back to America and women once again, mm-hmm. did you know? That in Boston, we had Desiree Linden, who won the Boston Marathon. And the best part about this, she stopped to wait for her friend to go to the bathroom in the middle of the race. (laughs) She wanted to support her friend, who might also have won the race. And she still won by four minutes. And this is why... I always think if only women ran the world, not just ran the marathons and won them, but here's a woman who is competitive, who has been training, who wants it, and yet still she will wait for her friend to take a leak on the side of the road in pouring rain that could affect her time, that could make it that she doesn't win, and why is she doing it? So that her friend might also win. That is a beautiful thing. Would you ever hear of a man doing that? Be honest, you're kind of described as a man. The sexist thing would be to point out is that women can never go to the toilet by themselves, so it doesn't surprise me, but that would be a low, low blow. Okay. You always (laughs) go in groups, it's a fact. And there you have it. Just saying. The beautiful story. It's a beautiful way to end. (laughs) As always. As always. As always, Alex. Just keep drinking. Have some Christmas cake. Maybe the combination. The combination is what it takes. If you had both of those things... And went on the other. Oh, that would hit me over the edge. No, 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 no. I will report back to our listeners next week on the combination of those two. But I won't live drink and eat Christmas cake because that would just be crazy. people write in the comments that they want to see you at the creationist arc with Christmas cake <laughs> and rosé in hand. When I'm next in the States, I'm going to go to Kentucky and break open the rosé and uh, have a little walk around the arc. It's on my to-do you list. You could have an internship. It's on my to-do list. Yeah, tell them you're a creationist Christian. You create shit. You make I'll it up. I'll sign that document. I want to go and see the dinosaurs and the people together. That's, I will sign it. Desperate. I will sign anything to see that. <laughs> and there you have it, folks. We're going to have Alex Giles riding a dinosaur, Christmas cake and rosé in hand, springtime in London, the Broadway show. Thank you to... Scott, our editor, who keeps on just cutting out all the bad parts, mostly just that's cutting Alex down a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, putting me in with a laugh track. No, seriously, you can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, SoundCloud, iTunes, subscribe. You can find us online, The Mideast Beast, Facebook, The Mideast Beast. Follow us on Twitter at Mideast Beasties. And until next time, this has been another episode of The Mideast Beast Podcast.